0: i Here's where it begins. Hi, I'm Caroline Rina, and this is the Ride of My Life podcast. And this is an interesting moment for me because I have been sharing my healing journey with you for a while now. It's been over a year doing the podcast itself and different things that I was working through prior to that in my blog. And everything has come to this sort of culmination uh, this week, and I I feel like there. I'm not ready to do this, but I feel like I need to do this, and it's part of my healing process. And the reason I have such a hard time talking about it, and I'm not going into any detail regarding any other parties, so to speak, because I've done the healing work with that, and I've done the forgiveness for myself and with them for, for me. Um, and it isn't about the story. It's never about the story. It's always about coming into the story and healing through the story and then becoming who, who you are, the truth, finding the truth of who you are and becoming that. And I feel like I'm doing that. And so when I use phrases here, uh, I my intention is only to um, to touch the words that people know, not necessarily whether or not I agree with particular words or people I am close to agree with those particular words. However, I need, in order for me to share a little bit of, about my uh, story, I need to use the words. So, and, and it sounds kind of vague right now, but I'm, I say this to um, allow those who are listening who may know me that if it's, if the words bother you, I am not doing it to bother you, I'm just doing it to share what people already know, um, as far as these words go. So, the words are parental alienation, and there's other words that go along with this, and some of them I agree with, and some of them I don't. I don't, parental alienation is the closest you can get to um, understanding what's happening, but there's also other phrases called like family bond obstruction, which I heard when I was being interviewed for erasing family on this particular subject, and what I was going through at the time, and things have many things have changed and um, healed for me. And my hope is that everyone who is involved in this, in my story, has has had some sort of a healing. I don't know this though, so I'm showing up here to share with you um, work that I've done on myself that helped me get to this point where I can even sit here in front of you and talk about this because it's not an easy subject to talk about. So like I said, I was in, um, in a documentary called Erasing Family, which those of you in the community in who are dealing with parental alienation may have already seen. And I feel as though that film, in doing it, at least a section of it, helped me to heal, helped me to start healing, helped me to, which is the big, the kicker of what I want to talk about today, which is grief. And these are things that uh, a lot of us don't know how to deal with. We don't even know that we are in grief. Most of us are in grief for some reason. And it isn't just about people who have died in our lives. It that isn't the case. What happens is um, in all cases of grief, it can be from loss, it can be from an ending, it can be from feeling alone, it can be from you know having a pandemic, it could be from we, I mean, everything we knew about life for two years was taken away from us. And it was, that's grief. And it isn't, I'm not going to go into, I don't take, I don't go on sides. I don't do any of that sort of thing. My side is healing. And because I've noticed that I have been able to heal through my traumas, I feel like I can put something out to you to help with this. And grief support is the thing that I'm finding I'm being drawn to for many reasons. I personally did not grieve until about three years ago. And I'll get into a little bit about that as to what led to all of this decision to get into supporting people who are going through grief. Now, please keep this in mind. Grief can manifest itself in both emotional and physical symptoms and spiritually because we don't know what we're connected to. When we're going grieving, Doing the grief work raises our vibration and brings us into a connection spiritually with what we believe in. And that's, that's how I've discovered the way it works with me. And so if you've got emotional or physical symptoms, they can include um, things like anxiety and depression and an inability to concentrate and having trouble remembering things and uh, shortness of breath, maybe sleeping too much or too little, eating too much or too little, extreme re- restlessness. There's so many different ways that grief can manifest itself. And it may not feel like you're gr- in, in grief, but grief is probably one of the most, or if not the most powerful emotion that we have, because it incorporates all emotions into it. it you When you go through grief, when I went through the process, um, there was, there was times of, um, of course, sadness and definitely anger and all the list of those things that, you know, um, uh, Kubler, ross I can't remember Louise, I don't remember what her name is, but she came up with the list of the, this, this process that you go through. The challenge is, is that process is not linear. It is movable. It is cons- constant. It, it comes and goes. It does all kinds of things. And we don't know that. We don't know these things. There are other things that we don't know about, um, which if we don't deal with grief, it will actually get worse physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as we get older, because our body is holding this grief and we're not releasing it and it can harm us. And if we don't release the grief, any number of things can happen with your, with your health, with your partnerships, with your jobs with everything. Everything is that. If there's a loss, there is grief. Doesn't matter what kind of loss it is. And so one of the things that I have learned through this process has been to um, carry this grief. So it doesn't technically go away because you still have memories that come up every every so often. But it starts, you know, how they say time heals all wounds. It does if you allow it to. And so the time that I've been working on my uh, healing journey has allowed me to get to a point where most of my wounds have been healed through grieving. Grieving also for me, which I I recommend, (laughs) also includes a lot of forgiveness. And the forgiveness is meant for you, not for anybody else. Even when you forgive somebody else, They don't even know you're doing it half the time unless they feel it energetically at some point. I don't, you know, that can happen. But it's for you to clear that out of your heart, to clear it out of your soul, to bring you to that higher vibration, to heal you and to bring you to the next level. And so grief support is something that we can do. And we also have to recognize that there's ways of doing it. And one of the ways is not... I'm going to first tell you (laughs) what not to do. If you are grieving, do not allow someone who is supporting you to tell you to stop breathing. Everything's going to be okay. Um, You're going to move on. This is great. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. If you're grieving any sort of a, any sort of a um, situation in your life, it could have been a divorce. It could have been the death of someone you love dearly. It could have been a, the death of a child. You can't just pick up and move on, have other children and not remember what's going to happen. But the process helps you to start to walk through it and feel the feelings and release these feelings and start connecting to yourself and finding another um, way to live your life. And, and the thing not, uh, the other thing not to do is it's not going to be okay. In the moment of being in grief, it is not okay. Uh, Megan Divine wrote a book called, It's Okay to Not Be Okay or something like that. And it's very powerful because when you're grieving, when you're sad, you don't need to be okay in that moment. You need to allow it. And that's, and that's the biggest kicker for, for me going through all of these griefs. There was so much grief that I needed to touch on and release from going through this um, situation with my children and all of the things that I experienced as a child and the loss of relationships and the loss of, you know, moving from one place to another, which I love moving, but then I lost people and that was hard for me. And I, and I, and I, I didn't know how to deal with it. And until I started doing my work through, for, through my, the personal development course and books that I've read, and all these different things, and connecting outside of myself with as many things as I could to see what I could find to heal myself inside, I didn't understand anything about grief. And one of the things that I did learn in all of this process was that this is what you do when you are with someone who is grieving. You sit there and you shut up. You don't say anything. Most people don't know what to do. They feel uncomfortable. They don't have an idea of how to support the person. They, you know, they'll do cooking or this or that. These people who are going through intense grief, acute grief, they don't want that. They just want someone to sit there and hold space for them. That's it. And there's nothing to do. You just sit there and love them. That's all. And that's all that's required of you. And you don't have to do anything bigger or deeper or any of that stuff. And guess what? While you're holding space for them, you also get an opportunity to heal your own grief. It will come up. And you get to sit with that too without trying to walk away from it or change it or fix it or do anything like that. You just sit as two people empathizing with each other who have had a loss and love each other and allow it to release. That's what you do. That's how you do it. And it's as simple as that. Now, the kicker is the support. Most times, if you are just getting into this, you need some kind of a support system of people who do know how to hold your space. You can't, it's not easy. I mean, at the beginning, I couldn't do it on my own. I needed to have people with me. And so that helped me to understand what the grieving process was, learn more about the grieving process, and so on. And the thing is, is that my lesson on learning about grief started when my mother died, uh, back in December of 2018. And I think it was on the 13th. And here's this real quick part of the sto- part of my story of getting into the space with uh, supporting grief. So um, I did not have a relationship with her. I Will continue to share different things about, you know, what happened with my, with my mother. I have before, basically, uh, there was a reconnect with her after I hadn't been in her, we hadn't been in each other's lives for most of my life. Talked on the phone at one point, met up with her, and then separated again for 10 more years until just before she died. And there was a forgiveness that worked, that worked itself in there. There wasn't grief yet. There was a forgiveness that worked itself in there for me, for her, walking through this piece. And it was not easy. She parentified me. She expected me to take care of her emotionally. I could not do that. It's not a child's job to do that. And I couldn't, years had gone by and I and I, re, I started to realize and understand what, what was going on until the point where I got to see her for the last time, two years before she died. So I was there in uh, in a in the hospice where she was staying in New Mexico uh, for three hours back in 2016, and it was the most important um, sacred moment of my life. And to the to the point where at the very end, right before I got up to leave, I had a tear one tear that was coming down my face, and I had it, it took a lot for me to get through that. And my mother, who I don't remember ever uh, nurturing me, reached out and she wiped that tear off of my face. And that changed my life. And I knew that there was something I needed to do to heal first. But I still, like I said, I didn't know about the grief process. Now, fast forward uh, two years. And um, I was with my former partner. And there was, uh, his, his ex, um, had breast cancer and she ended up in hospital. I mean, it was, it was nearly identical to what I remember, um, energetically was happening with my mother. So it was very interesting watching this. And I was there holding everything together, trying to hold everything together for everyone else. He had it has a daughter, but she was like seven at the time. Um, and so uh, two days, two days before uh, the, uh, the mother, her mother died, his daughter's mother died. I heard this message. You need to look and work around grief. You need to pay attention to grief. There's something about grief that I heard <laughs> that I needed to do, but I still didn't understand it. So anyway, we had gone to visit her the, fo- the next day after I heard that, and it turned out to be the last visit. And going through the process, and then the following day on the 12th of December, which happened to be the day before my mother died on the 13th of December, as I said, two years prior, uh, her mother died that day. And I got to experience grief with this little girl who's so strong that I learned a lot from her. (laughs) And she did such an amazing job. And I was like, okay, just watching and, you know, telling her uh, after we had told her what had happened with her mom, and we said, ask, ask whatever you want to, she asked, questions beyond the age of a 7 year old and she sat she cried she thought about it and then she she just took a deep breath and she said can i go to my room now and i was like okay I'm still not knowing what to do with this because i'm still figuring i'm still learning about it myself we got to spend an hour of grieving with her the three of us and she led this And I learned, and I understood what this was, finally. So, of course, I'm grieving for her mother, for my loss, for everything. It just all came out for me. It all came out for her father. It all came out. It all came out. It all came out. And I told her that there are times when you're going to be mad. There are times when you're going to be sad. And then there's going to be times when you laugh. And oddly, I I was talking to her about a story about my mother um, who owned a Siamese cat that used to love walking, climbing up to the top of the, the curtain rods and walking up at the top of the curtain rods and then either falling off or jumping off or whatever. And we started laughing and we were talking about my mother. And this process back and forth, walking through this went on for, That The Saturday when her mom died, or I'm sorry, Sunday, all day Sunday, which happened to be the day that my mother died, but I was still not paying attention to that because when I got up in the morning, um, before we even talked to his daughter, I heard my mother's voice that said, she knows, she knows what's going to, what's happening, she will be okay, talking about his daughter. And then we proceeded in, in that whole thing, that whole day on Sunday, because we didn't really find out until, this might get confusing, so we found out uh, the night of when her mom passed away, so December 12th at night is when we found out, and we were trying to figure out what to do all night, nah, 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 nah. and then when I woke up on December the 13th in the morning, that's when I heard my mother's voice, that's when we told her, that's when we walked through that day, peace, moment by moment by moment by moment. And it, it was very profound. And when we went to bed that night, obviously we slept really well because, and and even she did, because we were all just exhausted from uh, grieving and crying and, you know, all that. And the next day I woke up and something hit me in the morning. Again, something hit me to go look at my mother's death certificate. And. I went to look at it, and I saw, because I didn't remember this until this point on Monday morning, that she had died the day after, two years prior, from his daughter's mom. And I just looked at that, and I just totally dropped into my own grief um, from everything. (laughs) My whole life grieved in that moment. Of all of the times that I wanted a mother, of all of the times that I felt like I was not loved, of all of the times that I felt um, unimportant, and you know all of these things. Maybe I'm even grieving now, or maybe I'm just allowing it to to release. So you can see, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> just um, and I just cried and cried and cried. I cried for my children. I cried for my relationship with my children. I cried for all of it all of my losses my relationships with my partners everything i cried in that moment which lasted probably a good hour or so and then i had no tears left it was done and i got up and this this was um yeah this was in 2020 when this happened And I got up and I was okay. And I felt like this—this something had been lifted off of my shoulders. And I knew that there was something, now I understood what the grief thing was, but I fought it (laughs) and I wasn't ready yet. And so more situations after that came along for me to grieve. Breaking up with my partner. Moving in and going through this whole last year, you know, two years or year and a half with healing from leaving my partner to finding myself, to finding the truth of myself, to going through all these things that I went through and grieving. But I knew how to grieve by then and I allowed it and I sat with it and I carry it. Now I carry it. And now at this point, what I want to convey is that grief is. It's powerful, and it's necessary, and it is part of who we are. And I have chosen and started now a meetup group called The Right to Heal, W-R-I-T-E, journaling your way through grief. And I have been, like I said, I've been resisting (laughs) doing this for many, many, many years with everything that's been going on in the world there's so many people grieving and holding on to that grief is making us sicker and more depressed and more tired and more resistant and angrier and sadder and more feeling feeling more and more in shame and definitely with all this fear that's been put out there if we do not heal from this grief I don't I don't know what what the repercussions of that is. I have no idea because there's too many people who are there. Even people who appear to be happy could be in grief. Now don't get me wrong, there are people who have done their work and have cleared out all this stuff and they are actually um uh enjoy in peace in their life and they are doing You know, they've done the work and they understand this, but there are many people out there who are either full in grief or in grief, but they don't know it and that needs to heal. And so I can't heal the world. I can heal one heart at a time and I'm not the healer. You are the healer, but I can support that and I can um, hold that space and. I'm putting it out there that there are going to be opportunities, I'm setting one up now, and I can only do six people at a time because, or yeah, six people at a time because it's something that needs to allow the space holding. I can't do it with too many people at one time where locally for now in West Palm Beach area, South Florida-ish, I'll be holding these grief support groups. So let's see what happens because my intention is to be that support for people because I know what it feels like to go through it and I know what it feels like to, to come out of it and thrive and know what um, peace this peace feels like, this self-love, this empowerment. It empowers you when you breathe. It's so incredible. Um, I don't think I have anything else left, I just to say, Uh, I just want you to know, please take into consideration. I mean, I'd love for you to work with me, that's great. But if you can't, you find someone to support you who can hold your space the way I explain without talking. And this has to occur for you to come out of these situations where you are feeling anxiety and depression and all these other feelings and i couldn't implore more for you to at least take a look uh, i think that's about it you know i mean i can i can tell you all about it and show you my experience and continue to show my experience and share it um i can't force you to do anything but i hope that you take it in and plant the seed and if you so choose, please either join my meetup group um, or reach out to me to find out more about what I'm working on doing and that's it. All right. Uh, I want to send love and blessings to everyone and I hope you have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. And reach in and find learn how to find that peace thank you for coming along with me on this journey more to come peace